Hey guys, GBC Podcast number 27. I'm Courtney Wise. I'm Shane Blankenship. Oh my goodness. It's been a couple weeks and we have not abandoned you, but Shane kind of has big news. Yeah, so my wife had a, uh, our baby, so we've got a newborn in the house. and Baby boy. What's his name? His name's Patton. I love, I love his General name. After General Patton. I knew um, it was. Yeah, Patton Thomas, um, which uh, goes with um, our oldest son. So his name is Marshall. Marshall's after General Marshall, um, not after the fire dog. Um, didn't even know about the fire dog or no. kind of considered a different general's name. But yeah, so got a couple of boys named after army generals. Well, I have to ask you, this being your first experience with Hannah, you know, having the baby out mm-hmm. of her own body, um, <laughs> you can't get much closer to God when you witness a birth like that. No, it's, I mean, it's, it's incredible. It's amazing. I don't, I don't see how people who have even gone through that experience don't believe in God. I always say that. <laughs> like, uh, seriously, I mean... For all the things that have to happen for life to, one, be conceived. Yes. But then um, for that baby to grow and come out and, and like, so, um, you know, them at the moment of birth stop, like, their, their lungs open up so mm-hmm. that they, you know, it doesn't happen too soon. Otherwise, they would, um, they would drown mm-hmm. um, in the womb. Um, but, like, that it happens at that split second. But that's just, that, that happened by chance. There's no, no way that happened by chance. Like no. that's by design. All the creator designed that. Yes, the chemical and um, the emotional um, bonds that happen, the the releases that happen at mm. the exact same times that they need to happen. It's it is a miracle. And I always look at my baby after you know they've come out, and I'm crying like I'm sure. Which Shane said he did not cry. I didn't cry. Um, you're such a man. Uh, and I'm like, this is the one God, this is the one that you, you made for me mm-hmm. in my womb. Like, this is yeah. the one, like, this isn't anybody else. This is, this is the one you made for me. And, and that's what I always think. I mean, it's just such an amazing thing to witness. Yeah. That's pretty cool. It's cool to be a part of it, especially, you know, the, um, Patton's number three for us, but he's definitely the first one that came out of the womb. It's yeah. just a cool it's experience. Different. It makes me want to do it again and again. And then that makes me think I'm crazy. Um, okay, Shane. So let's let's kind of talk a little bit of business before we get into um, our scripture. Okay. I I just want to like tell people where we both stand on social media. I know that you have gotten off lately, and mm-hmm. I have not been present on social media. I bet you in about eight or I bet you it's been about ten weeks. And um, I just personally feel like it's not like a super safe place for me right now. Um, but I have to ask you in so much darkness, right? Like, because there's a lot of like negative talk about, um, you know, the COVID vaccine, for instance, you know, politics, the president, all this kind of stuff. Um, it doesn't feel safe, but then I'm like, I also don't, I don't want to retreat from the battlefield, if you will. If God wants us to do this podcast, and this is kind of like the means in which we have to get it out Mm -hmm. is us getting off social media because we don't believe in what it stands for, like kind of retreating from the battlefield? Yes, I think, I think you have to, to hold it hand in hand with, you know, just the whole idea of why I'm on it and what I'm doing while I'm on it, as far as social media goes. So, yeah, um, I mean, I've deleted Facebook off of my, um, my phone and um, access to it. So um, I, I still have a Facebook account. I just got to go through, you know, a web a web browser, you know, to get to it. So it's not, it's not as easy um, to, to sit there and click on. Um, I, I think, uh, you know, having some boundaries mm-hmm. and, um, and having some discipline when it comes to it, it would, would certainly be helpful. 
Um, and you know, we talked about this uh, an extent before we started recording, so uh, it could go a bunch of different ways. But um, you know, there's there's a lot there's good stuff on social media. It's not all bad, you know. There's good stuff out there. Um, there are you know. Uh, Christian pastors and leaders and churches that are putting great stuff out there, and it's a great it's a great means and an opportunity for that. But there's a lot of trash out there too, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of junk out there. And um, there, there's probably a whole lot of people that waste a whole lot of time on 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 social media. Totally, that, you know, sitting in a restaurant um, or at home for that matter, and um, you're face to face with your spouse or your children, and but you're on social media and your mind is somewhere else. Yeah. So it can become a huge distraction, and so. I don't want to say that the uh, the social media is the devil, um, because again we've talked about this before. There's only one of them. However, um, I, I mean it can be a, a tool um, that the enemy can use, um, and we can fall into that in very subtle ways. And so I think it's just I think you gotta you gotta maintain awareness on that, and um, you know pay attention to what you're using it for and how you're using it, and, and, and trusting God with that. So specifically, like with with you know the podcast, we talked about hey using using social media to be able to promote it. Um, and cause you know, it's a, it's a tool, it's a means for that, but I don't have to be spending my days on it. I don't have to spend 10 minutes on it. I don't have to spend an hour on it, you know? Yeah. Um, it's a good, no, I mean, you bring up, uh, as you always do very fair points. Um, I can tend to be so black and white, like I'm either on something or I'm off of it. And I tend to like to take a stand and be like, well, no, if they're doing that, then I'm not doing this, you know? Um, And and I think that's fine. I'm sort of, so if you want to pray for me and Shane, you know, I think we both want to continue to do this podcast. I personally find it very beneficial. Mm -hmm. Um, And and I I think the people that listen, I think the messages that I've received, they think it's beneficial too. So sure. I don't, you know, I just wonder how God wants us to get this out because honestly, the, the only way right now that I can see, unless God makes a way in the wilderness, which we know he does that, is is social media, <laughs> the very two pieces of social media that I don't really personally want to be on. Yeah. So I'm just kind of struggling right now. I'm like, you know what? Sure. I just, I don't want to be on it at all. Well, I, I think here's something that I just kind of thought of too. And um, I mean, yeah, I think this is a great thing. I think God um, is using it in some people's uh, lives, and unless um, unless we hear otherwise from our heavenly Father to say, you know what, this is this is run its course or its time, then I enjoy doing this. I enjoy yeah. getting together on Thursday morning. I enjoy talking about whatever it is that we're hashing over and, and getting out there. And hopefully, um, those of you who listen, um, it's helpful and it's beneficial. And so, um, so unless I hear otherwise, I mean, I'm fine with that. You know, sometimes. Sometimes we walk away too soon. Sometimes we give up too soon and we walk away and we never know what was going to be on the other yeah. side of it because we quit. Oh, um, no, we're not quitting. So, so as far as being able, you know, walking away, um, I don't think that's an option, at least not right now. No. Um, at the same time, um, man, I, so I did a funeral on Tuesday. I'm sorry, Wednesday. Did a funeral on Wednesday. So yesterday, gosh. It feels like it feels like longer ago than that. But <laughs> what day it was is yesterday it? morning? Um, and it was a lady named Mary Jenkins um, who was. Um, I mean, she she'd been in this church for a long time. She was here when I came here. She was instrumental. God used Miss Mary Jenkins um, to affirm His calling on my life to come to Greenwood. Oh, wow. and she was ninety three years old. And I'll keep this story really really short so I can share the point that I, the, that I'm going to make here. Um, before Greenwood had a pastor, they'd gone. Um, they'd gone for about a year um, before they, they called me as their pastor, um, and uh, it, you know was, there was a terrible mess that kind of happened. And um, the church, you know, th- there was forty people left. You know, there was even less than that when before I got here. Um, so the, you know, I think it gotten up to forty seven, like right before I came. You know, or the Sunday that I came. 
Um, so it had gotten down to maybe even 30, somewhere around there. And Miss Mary, 93 years old, had been praying, God, are you done with Greenwood? And are you done with me? Oh, wow. Um, yeah. And, you know, here's this woman who so much of her life has been dedicated to God and his work through his church. And she's wondering, all right, well, is it, is it done now? I mean, everything has completely fallen apart. Um, long story short, during a, a revival, um, one of uh, a, a good friend of mine who actually married into my family, he pastors First Baptist Church here in town, was preaching that particular night. Um, and he called me after the service and he said, hey, I gotta tell you the story. He tells me about Mary Jenkins. Mary had been praying that prayer. And she said, I've, I've heard um, God clearly speak um, that he is not done with Greenwood and he is not done with me. Oh my goodness. So, and then when he shared that with me, I was actually struggling on whether or not I'm gonna come. Um, because there was, a, there was a guy here that I'd met and I had a couple of uh, encounters with, and I was like, I'm more like that guy, I don't want to have to put up with yeah. him. Um, <laughs> um, and like, you know, do I really want to uproot my family and walk away from something great to yeah. come here and have to fight battles that I don't even have to fight, you know? Um, well, yeah, you got to fight them if God's calling you to them. So, We're so glad you did. Right? And, I'm, and I'm thankful I'm thankful for that, that God used that. So, But one of the things that I shared with, um, with everybody that was at her funeral yesterday was in the last six years, so February of 2015, that's when I came. Um, in the last six years, we, if you, if you add up all the, all the baptisms, and I'm, I'm gonna throw out a conservative because I'm pretty sure I've missed a few out there, but at least 147 people have given their life to Christ and professed faith in baptism. Praise God. Um, in the last six years. That's and cool. what I shared was Miss Mary was instrumental in that and yeah. she had no idea. Like she had no idea that, like she, if it weren't for her, I wouldn't have gotten to have that experience here at Greenwood. Mm-hmm. Um, God, God's saving these people. I'm not saving the people. It's, it's not me. It's, it's our Heavenly Father that's doing the work. Um, but I got to be a part of it, and I got to participate in that because of something that she said and she would have had no idea. So I'm coming, I'm saying all that and using that to make a point that we have no idea no, it's a good of, 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 of what hangs in the balance of our faithfulness. I mean, that's something that we talk about all the time. And I told, you know, her children, which are all, you know, they're, they're grown and they've got children. Um, and I said, my guess is out of those 147 people, maybe maybe three of them know who she is. Oh, wow. I have no idea that this woman, because of her faithfulness, mm-hmm. and because she could listen to a word from God, mm-hmm. what it did to 144 people's lives. Um, and, and I don't think God's done yet. So it will still continue to affect lives and change lives and that was that was part of her part. So, I love that story. You know, to, to to put it in the context of what God's doing with the with a podcast, well, we have no idea, but um, it might be changing lives in ways we don't know. So we'll just keep being faithful, and we'll use this as as a, as a means and an avenue. Um, and um, if God gives us another means to promote, then that's what we'll do. And we've got what we've got for now, and we're just going to trust God with it. Well, like you know, my goal for this um, podcast is for us to get to a hundred episodes, and then kind of talk about the future of where we want to take it. So we're nowhere near that. Well, actually, almost a fourth, or a little bit more a than four, twenty-seven. Yeah. Um, so, so that's that was my personal goal with it because I, I like you feel like unless you really give it some time, you don't know where it's going to go. But um, when we first started this, I was all over social media because I wanted to be sure. because it was yeah. a fun thing for me to do. And lately, in the last you know ten weeks or so, it's um, for me not been as much fun. So that's why I had to ask you that. But your story about Mary Jenkins just sort of um, flowed nicely as usual into the topic that we're going to talk about. If you listen to Shane's message on Sunday, um, he mentioned, or I guess you preached out of Matthew 8, 
And it's so funny, and I just told Shane this too, it, when things kind of line up for you personally. So Shane preached about Matthew 8, and he kind of said it. So, oh my gosh, John 8. And he kind of set it up where it was like this this part wasn't really supposed to be in the Bible. They had yeah, talked yeah. about taking it out, or they took it out in a couple of versions. Yeah, some versions, it's not even in there. It just makes a note that, you know, um, some manuscripts have this passage, but they just excluded it altogether because it it's not in some of the earliest manuscripts. Well, and then in my Bible study that I'm doing personally, it's a Priscilla Schreier one. She said pretty much the same thing mm -hmm. that you said. And I was like, oh my gosh, there is something in this that God <laughs> wants me to listen to personally. So it's kind of cool when you, you can see God like in multiple avenues mm -hmm. um, if, you're, if you're listening. Yeah. So with that being said, we're sort of talking about like who we belong to. And you've preached on this before, mm -hmm. like... Um, our works should define us. It should um, make us look different mm -hmm. than um, other people. And when I say other people, maybe other people that um, aren't believers mm -hmm. or other people that their father is, is not God. Right. And Regardless of what's coming out of their mouth. Yeah. Yeah, and I think, um, I think when we're talking about works, because that's what we're talking about now, uh -huh. it's, it's important to, to, uh, to make this distinction that, one, my works and my behavior... Um, even if it is more morally acceptable than your behavior, and I'm just throwing this out there as it an example. It probably is. Right? No, I'm sure it's not. <laughs> um, but but let's say that it is. That doesn't make me better than you. Right. Right. So so um, you know we're in South Central Kentucky. Um, it, the person who doesn't drink or doesn't smoke, doesn't chew, doesn't do like all those things. Like that person, if you're not careful, um, especially when you throw religion on top of it, can begin to think that they're better than the person who does. Um, and it doesn't make you better. That's not the point of works. Works, um, from a biblical perspective, ought to give evidence of who we belong to, right. who's the authority in our life. Um, and so when you hear Jesus talking about works, about the signs that he does, the things that he says, um, that, that is evidence of who he belongs to, who, who his father is, who has the authority. Um, and so our behavior is completely linked. I don't think it can even be separated from... Um, Whatever, whatever has the authority in our life, whether that's us or our own morality or our heavenly Father or or whatever. Well, don't okay. Don't let me get too far off topic because I do want to talk about authority yep. um, and kind of like what the different names for the devil are and stuff like that. But let's just backtrack for one second because it's my understanding that kind of like when you're praying for your spiritual gifts to be revealed, that it's like very personal mm -hmm. for you. And so in Hebrews two, at the end of um, one of the sentences i'm not there in my bible but i did write it down it's yeah. um at the end of hebrews 2 by the gifts of the holy spirit distributed according to his will mm -hmm. like for you personally and i feel like lately that's something that i have been or that god has been working on in me is that like things are are personal yeah. like um how you just maybe said about like alcohol or, or you know sure. whatever um that might be something that god really lays on you like hey shane this is something that's good for your mm -hmm. body it's not good for your mind sure. you need to keep your vessel sure. clean but for me that's not a conviction that i feel maybe like god has laid upon me and you shouldn't judge me because i'm doing something that isn't good for you does that make sense yeah i think it does and um um and I think just to, to, to give that some more some some, some additional context, um, because there's some things that I think it's kind of black and white and clear, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, let's take um, let's uh, well, like getting drunk. Absolutely. So getting drunk, if you're getting drunk, and God hasn't con quote convicted you <laughs> on getting drunk, but um, but He has me. Like I don't like 
now I'm somehow being judgmental. That's like that's not the case because drunkenness is clearly um, it's clearly not in the way of God. You know, sin sin to use a church word um, because it speaks against drunkenness, mm-hmm. but now it doesn't speak against taking a drink. Drinking. Um, however, it may be some people's conviction that well, I'm just not gonna touch alcohol at all. So, but that person isn't better than the person who enjoys a glass of wine at night but doesn't get drunk or whatever, you, you know? Well, no, and like I said, I think God has been telling me lately that, like, this is a very, very um, personal walk. Mm-hmm. It's it's not like these are the rules for everybody. This is just something that's going to make. Like, for me, I've been hearing that I should keep my vessel clear. And I think we talked yeah. about this a couple yeah. podcasts ago, whether that be whatever I'm consuming on social media, whatever I'm consuming um, on TV, which mm-hmm. you know I don't really watch TV, whatever books that I'm reading, I should keep my vessel clear. Mm-hmm. Same thing with someone who, who maybe this it's the same message, but it's for alcohol or Whatever. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Because someone may say coffee, you yeah, know, yeah. What, you know or out. caffeine, or, mm-hmm. or yeah, working out, or whatever it but may be. But it's just be. personal. Like, yeah, it becomes personal. Um, I, Andy Stanley has a great um, a great phrase, I think, that's really helpful. And we probably have talked about this in the last 27 episodes as well. Um, but that's, um, you know, um, what's the wise thing to do? Um, and the wise thing is not always um, about what's legal. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not always about what's right or wrong. Um wisdom, the wise thing for me may not necessarily be the wise thing for you because wisdom is also based on our past, you know, what, what we've gone through, what we've experienced, um, you know, struggles that we've had. So wisdom is based off of that. It, it's based off of our present circumstances. It's also based off of our future hopes and dreams. Mm-hmm. So whatever we want. So, you know, um, you know, financially, uh, for example, um, I mean, you can take a financial example, and if you've struggled with money in the past, well, that has to play a role in how you handle that money today, mm-hmm. especially if you've got any hopes or dreams with what you're going to do with that. Um, uh, alcohol, uh, that, it's probably easier to illustrate it with this. It's a, um, yeah. Alcohol is a great way to illustrate it. If I have a past of drunkenness, mm-hmm. um, it's probably not a wise thing for me to do to take a drink of it. Mm-hmm. Because it's in my past or it's in my family history or whatever. And um, I know where I may go based off of where I've been. So you, where your mind thing, is going to go. I mean, Exactly. It's, it's, not, it's not illegal for me to take yeah. a drink. It's not, it's not even unbiblical for me to have a drink. Right. But based off of the boundaries that I've violated with it in the past, and I'm just, again, this is not an issue for me. I'm just using it as an example. No, it's a good it example. May not be a, a, um, it may not be a healthy thing for me to do, a wise thing for me to do. So, so now, you know, I've got a boundary that you don't have. Mm-hmm. But, again, that doesn't make me better than you. Uh, that's not what that's not what works are about. Well, and I, it's just becoming so clear to me. Like I said, I, I've, I said this three times now uh, that you know, listening in the spirit <laughs> takes a lot of discipline, mm-hmm. as you know. Sure. Um, and those messages will become clear. Mm-hmm. And after you get the message, you're like, okay, it's not good for like okay, like okay, I'm not gonna do it. You know what I'm saying? I'm right. not gonna do this, or I'm gonna work on that. So I I, I don't know. I just wanted to mention that to you if you are you know on this walk and and trying to um figure out what god is saying to you that it just might be so very personal to you than it is to like your neighbor or your spouse or your best friend um be careful not to project your morality on other people yes you know and and, or project what god is speaking into your life onto other people Um, i think uh, one uh one good way to see this at least in the context of the church is you'll have someone who is who is excited about, let's say, children's ministry. I'll go with that one. 
Um, and that's that's you know they're 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 all about that and the people that serve in there and they think everybody ought to serve in children's ministry. Uh-huh. Well, everybody doesn't need to serve in children's right. ministry. Uh, it's hard. There are some people <laughs> that, that that aren't good at it. They suck at it. Uh, there are some people who um, because of their past um, uh, uh, don't need to be in there. No. Um, or they've got they've got a criminal record that would um, exclude them from it. Um, and and very well should. Like, but I mean, like their gift. That I think I think being aware of what your gifts are. And if you if you aren't aware, I think that's where like being in the spirit and asking what your gifts are. Yeah. Because I mean, like, just because you're for me, just because you're a mom does not mean that children's ministry is where you need to be. That, oh, that's exactly right. Or um, I was going to throw out Tanner Davidson. I'm sh- p- pretty sure he doesn't listen to this, but he's one of the guys who sings on stage. Like, uh-huh. I want Tanner on the stage. Yes. If he's going to be serving, I want him behind a microphone, totally. with a guitar, Playing. singing instead of in a classroom rocking babies. T- totally. Not that he can't. Not that it's above him, but there's a real good chance that the person rocking babies, my mom, for example, um, she can't play the guitar and uh-huh. she's not your stage leading singer. Like she mm-hmm. loves to sing, but she's not going to lead people well, in and, different and giftedness. To- and to your point, like earlier about Mary Jenkins, yeah, um, you know, like we don't know how many people are like musically inclined and uh, like that's the way that they worship uh-huh. and they want to come to church to listen, no offense, to yeah. Tanner because sure. they're like, he just kind of puts yep. me in that. I mean, if he wasn't there, you know, you just never know if that person's just going to be turned off and like, no. So I think that like putting the right people on the right seats on the right bus is important. And I think that to help Shane or whoever it is that's doing that, you have to know what your what you can offer, Mm -hmm. what your spiritual gifts are. Well, all of this kind of goes into what you were saying. I find it like very interesting that you were preaching on this message. Um, Basically, you were saying that Jesus was saying like, you're not acting like my father. Like you say this person is your father, but you're not acting like him. That's right. So later on in John chapter eight, um, and this becomes a theme in John chapter nine and John chapter 10 as well. Um, is is Jesus links their behavior to who they belong to, right. uh, their father. And um, so the part that is in everybody's Bible, basically Jesus says, you say that your father is Abraham. He said, but if Abraham was your father, you wouldn't be plotting to kill me. You wouldn't be trying to kill me. Well, why does Jesus say that? Because that's not what Abraham does. Right. Like, Abraham didn't act like the way you're acting. He's not plotting. He's not accusing. He's not, um, he's not you know, a murderer, a thief. But Jesus says, but that's how you act. So that shows me who your father is. In fact, your father's not Abraham. Your father is the devil. Right. Uh, because the devil is a thief. The devil is a killer. Uh, the devil is a murderer, and he's been one from the beginning. So he basically says, um, yeah, you, you are... You're not, you, you say that your father is Abraham. You claim that with your mouth, but by your behavior, your behavior tells me something different. It tells me you don't belong to Abraham. You belong to your father, the devil. Well, and how many times have you told us as a church when we're sitting there listening to your message that we should look different? We, you know, mm-hmm. we as like followers in like the church mm-hmm. of, of Christ, like we should look different than people who are not believers or followers. Um, you know, I'm a word nerd. Yeah. You are yeah, too, yeah. though. And so... Um, the, the other names of Satan are like the words that Satan can kind of like identify mm-hmm. with. Um, accuser, yep. uh, stir up. Well, I wanted to write just dissension, but then I was like, well, it's kind of stirring up dissension is, right. is kind of what sure. he does. Deceiver. Um, deceiver. Mm-hmm. And then I was like corruption. I, that's like been a word that I've just been really like, it, he's just corrupt in everything that he yeah. does. And he wants to corrupt everything. Absolutely. The murderer, the thief, Jesus talks about that. Beelzebub, um, the Lord of the Flies is how that translates to. Um, He's a liar, and if he speaks, he's lying. Um, So, yeah, there's a lot of... Well, and I just like to give people like a... um, 
not just using like devil and Satan, you know, like there's just like so many other words that we can use to describe him that it's like, oh my gosh, I'm doing that. And, you know, stirring mm-hmm. up dissension. Like I totally just did that or, you know, whatever. Um, so this isn't the first time though, that we've read in the Bible of um, God or Jesus kind of saying, you're not like him, you're being like him. And I wanted to ask you, is like Jacob and Esau, one of those instances mm-hmm. and Cain and Abel. Yeah, Jacob, when Jacob was a um, even though Jacob has his name changed to Israel, so Jacob becomes Israel, and Israel has 12 sons. Um, there's, there's your 12 tribes of Israel. Um, but Jacob, in the beginning, is a trickster. You uh-huh. know? He steals the birthright from Esau. Um, and uh, so Esau ought to have the birthright. Um, and so you know, it should be the father of Abraham, Isaac, um, and Esau. Not Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. But Jacob, you know, he, he's... He, well, they say he steals it. I guess technically he didn't steal it, but he tricked his way, you know, out of it. Um, and I think it was all meant to be. But yeah, right. so you see that there, Cain, uh, Cain and Abel. Cain kills Abel, um, and you see that the evil there. And why does why does Cain kill Abel? Because um, Abel gave a better sacrifice than Cain. Um, which so there's 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 a whole interesting there's a, there's definitely a lot of messages in that right there. Oh yeah, we um, could in that story. That but, would be like yeah, four you, podcasts. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah, but you you see that. Um, but God kind of like um, favored, you know, one over the other because he could see like the intention of their heart. Um, yeah, you definitely see that. Like with Cain and Abel, you 100% see that um, because uh, Abel gives it the first fruits. Um, so now, now let's talk about giving, if you will. Like he's given first. He's giving, he is giving a heartfelt gift um, from the first of the fruits, not like Cain, who's just giving uh whatever or like the change in his pocket rather than like the dollar Mm -hmm. dollar bills you know yeah absolutely so it's um yeah it's it's i mean god is always looking at the heart well and i guess like in genesis about it's genesis right with cain and abel Uh um i was reading it and and there was some i should i should flip over to it but it was something like you know you are the son of satan Mm that you're acting like him like you are I think it said maybe like the seed of Satan or something like that. But it's it's the same idea here that like you're not acting like who you come from. That's right. And I just kind of wanted That's to like right. reiterate that. Yeah. And the, and the longer we follow Christ, the more we should become, we should act like him. You know, and that and God transforms our life. You know, it doesn't happen all at once. Um, he, he transforms our mind, our way of thinking. And that is in turn what transforms our behavior in our life. So, you know, it's it's it's. At the end of the day, this isn't about manipulating your behavior either. Yeah. You've got to change the way I behave. Because if you make it just about behavior, um, eventually you're just going to find yourself frustrated. And um, you can fall into a religious kind of cycle of trying to, to, to manage and manipulate. And that's where I think you begin to um, think you're better than somebody else mm-hmm. or you look down upon people because they behave differently. Um, and so I think it is, it, it's incredibly important that we keep Christ at the focus of that and keep our hearts and our minds set on Him. Um, and uh, over time, that changes our, our, our mind and ultimately it changes our behavior and we begin to act more like Jesus. Well, and I think too, like um, asking like, what is it in my heart that is impure? Because we all have things Absolutely. in our hearts that's impure. I mean, I, I joked with you when we were not 
on our mics, but I'll say it because I don't care. You know, Kyle was kind of making fun of me and he's like, you're like a Pharisee. And he was saying that because he was saying I was being judgmental, um, in something. And then, you know, like I'm kind of sensitive. And so I like kind of took it to God. Like, I don't want to be like a Pharisee. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like if, if that's something in me where I tend to be judge, judgmental at all, and maybe, you know, you do too. Like, I don't want to be like that. Mm-hmm. And so I, that's, that's where I got this whole, like your walk with God is so personal and yeah. your spiritual gifts are so personal and just because it's for you doesn't mean it's for Shane or for Kyle or my best friend or, or whatever. And so that's sort of been like the conviction that I've been uh, laid upon, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. like this past like week or so. And I just, I don't know when to share it because um, it was kind of big for me. And then when you said it, like you were like, <laughs> you're not acting like your father. I'm like, okay, there it is. Yeah, and, and taking that um, that personal walk with God and what He's doing that's uh, that's personal and individual in our lives, and being able to operate in community, I think that there's your that that's the kicker. Um, yeah, is being able to again not trying to impose something that God is personally doing in your life on somebody else, but be able to work and operate and live in that communal environment because God's doing something through the community of believers. That's the church. So. Um, individually working our lives yes and so right when you just said that it just occurred to me that so maybe instead of me being like a pharisee or you out there you know being like a pharisee and maybe like speaking from high or like judging somebody Uh that maybe you just start to share a little bit more of your walk like publicly and that is a way of just like letting everyone know what god is doing in your life and if that brings some believers along the way then that's great so i don't know i kind of just got that as yeah. you were, I put those dots together as you were talking. So if you're if you're still with us um, and you're still listening, you are um, still listening. Yeah. This is awesome. This is this is this is a great thing I think to to, to lean into now and talk about because um, what God is doing in your life is the most powerful thing. So um, I, I don't know if I don't know if there's a if there's a better um, testimony than. The testimony of what God is doing in in your life directly, mm-hmm. and here's here's what I, here's where I'm going with that. Here's what I mean with, by that, as far as showing people Jesus and what He's doing in your life. Think about the 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 woman at the well, the Samaritan woman. Remember that story? Uh-huh. Uh, it's a popular story. Everybody knows it. Jesus has this moment with her, and He talks with her, uh, which was a big deal in and of itself. And at some point during the conversation, she breaks away and she goes into town. And she says, you guys, you've got to come. You, you wouldn't believe this. you got you to go, yeah. come see this man. Yeah. He told me everything I ever did, everything I ever knew. Um, and um, implication here, yet he still loves me. Like, he's, he's, he, he, didn't, he didn't use it to accuse me, mm. um, to cut me down. And people, people started coming and believing in Jesus because of her testimony of what of what Jesus did in her life. That's a good point. What did she know about God? Like, what did, you know, how long had she been following him? What was the message? Was she, she didn't stand up and preach. She just talked about what God did in her life. I'll give you another one. The demon-possessed man who um, they had they had tied with chains and he was naked living in a cemetery or whatever. Uh, but Jesus lands on shore and the guy comes running at Jesus. He falls down on his knees and says, have you come to torture me before the appointed time? This is the story about Legion. Um, or the, the man who had the, quote, legion of demons. And Jesus calls the legion out. They go into the pigs. The pigs run into the water. Oh, yeah. that story? Yes, yes, um, yes, 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 yes. The man is now sitting there in his right mind, and he's like, oh, my gosh, I want to follow you. Yeah. Like, he wants and to I go with Jesus. Everybody. And Jesus says, no, you're staying here. And the man goes back, and he tells everybody. So the people are begging Jesus to leave. After those, you know, the herd of pigs ran into the water and, and drowned themselves. Everybody's like, you got to, you know, this we don't know crazy. who you are, but this is crazy. you got to leave. Yeah. Jesus leaves. The next time he comes back, 
they are welcoming him and bringing their sick for him to touch them and heal them. Because of of that man. mm -hmm. What did he know about Jesus? What did he know about God? He only knew what Jesus did. That was the story they were telling. So you got a story to tell. Well, my friend, I think that we've just, let's, let's make this go full circle and then we can end it since you think we're losing listeners. Um, No, we're not gaining them. No, we've just come full circle. And my very first question to you about social media. Mm -hmm. So like, I've really been struggling with whether or not to stay on and how to promote this. um, uh, I was going to say broadcast podcast. And now I'm like, well, I guess we're going to be like the man in the cemetery with the chains. And we're just going to tell people like our own testimonies. And we're just not going to pay attention to all the negativity surrounding it. Mm-hmm. Don't don't get caught up in what what's happening in everybody else's life. Or maybe even what God is doing in somebody else's life. Or what you perceive that God is doing. Yeah. How he's blessing them. But he's not blessing you that way. And tell, tell the world about what God's done in your life. Okay. I'll think about it. Okay, so this was episode number 27. Do we have any announcements for the church before we say goodbye? I don't think so. But, hey, if you are um, uh, like a, a regular listener but you're not in you, – like you, you don't show up on Sundays. Um, but show you're, up. You're in Bowling Green. Come I, I would invite you to, to come on back. Um, if you need to get your COVID shot, get your COVID shot. Come on back. Um, if you need to wear a mask, wear your mask. Come on back. Um, but this coming Sunday – so I don't know if this is going to come out, but this Sunday a year ago was our first Sunday that where we didn't meet. So we're coming up on it. You're Monday. right, March. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a shutdown. Okay. Um, but Easter is like we should have balloons and stuff. Easter's five weeks away. I know. So if you haven't been planning on a comeback, Easter's a great time to plan on a comeback. Yeah, you do a good job with Easter. I feel like um, I try. Kyle and I get really excited about Bowl. Easter. Yeah, it is like God's Super Bowl for sure. Well, come watch uh, Shane on Sunday. Listen to the amazing music. And I just think we have something so great going on here. So we want to invite you. And um, please just reach out to us if there's a subject that you would like us to touch on. And we'll see you next week. Yep, see you next time.